Warney was an all-time great, a once-in-a-century type cricketer, and his records will live on forever. The Gatting ball definitely changed my life. You know, first ball, it was the perfect leg break. First ball in Test cricket in England for Shane Warner. And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery. Gatting has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. To do it first ball in the Ashes series, I think it was just meant to be. We all grew up watching Warney, idolising him. We all had posters on his wall, um, had his earrings. A lot of people say to me, like, oh, Warney, he's a bit of a wanker. I say, you never met him, have you? Yeah. And I, no, I haven't. Yeah. If you meet Shane Warne and you have a bit of time with him, you love him. We, we love so much about Warney. Um, you know, his showmanship, his charisma, his tactics, the way he, he just willed himself and the team around him to win games for Australia. And probably, above all else, his incredible skills, the league's been... Triple M Dead Set Legends with Joey J and Sarah Marine. It's going to be a very different show today, isn't it, guys? I get dog goosebumps yeah. listening to that. Good morning, um, Sarah and Joey. But it isn't a good morning, is it? It's a, it's a real, it's, there's a, it's a sad morning, and you can feel it out there in the streets of Melbourne. Mm. I reckon, Joey, just this morning, just you know, every, everyone's flat. We've just lost our. Greatest sporting idol, really, the past 20 or 30 years. So it's a tough morning, Sarah. It is, yeah. The, all the text messages we've already exchanged with all our friends. And it was your text message, Sarah Marie, about 1.30 to, to let us know. And I woke up in the middle of the night to feed my little girl and saw the message and, and couldn't believe it. Struggled to get back to sleep. And, yeah, it's a tough morning. Um, and we're going to spend a, a fair bit of the day talking about him, reminiscing. Absolutely. Paying tribute to the man and coming together and unpacking this devastating news. We'd love to hear from you and take mm. your calls all morning. So call whenever you like on one triple three five three. whether you met the man or yep. maybe you just idolised him. Because this is a guy who had such an incredible impact, not just cricket, sport in general. I mean, look at the connection that he had with you at the Saints, yep. Joey. Yeah, he, he transcended sport, really. Mm. I mean, to to put that sort of rock star into the sport, uh, we've never seen anything like it. I'm not sure we ever will. And, uh, yeah, we'll um, pay our due respects today. Your favourite balls. I mean, there were so many. The Gatting ball, uh, the South Africa World Cup semi-final, the Shander Paul delivery, which turned three metres. I'd love to hear you call in and tell us what you was your favourite Shane Warne memory. And we've got Richard from Elwood who's called through. Good morning. 
Hey, how's it going? Morning, Richard. Morning, mate. Yeah, I just wanted to say I was I probably my biggest memory of him was I was about eleven. Uh, I was up in you know, Caravan Park up in Queensland, you know, Boxing Day, we're all checking out, you know, we're hanging out at the Caravan Park and you know, it was there would have been, you know, hundred people around just stood listening to the radio. Silence in the Caravan Park when, you know, the hat trick ball, Bernie takes the catch, you know, and it's just the whole crowd the whole caravan park just erupted in, in unison. You know, it was just uh-huh. didn't matter if you're 11 or 65. It was just incredible. Like, he was just, just an amazing man. Yeah, he was. It's one of those moments you always remember, I think, where you were for the hat-trick ball. I remember sitting at my holiday house at Rosebud, watching it on TV. Yeah. Like you can picture, I can actually picture the moment when you sit there with my dad and my brother. And yep. There's been so many of those memories of Warney, though, hasn't there? Like, he was one that every single ball he bowled, yep. you leaned forward thinking, yes. this could this could yes. be a wicket ball. Like, how good is that, that uh, every ball was potentially a wicket ball? I was thinking the same thing. The amount of times where I've walked through the lounge room and the cricket's been on, because he was just a constant in summer. We spent our summers with this, you know, man, and we're watching him play, but when you walked through the television and he was bowling, you you watched the rest of his over because you knew a wicket was never far away. And the absolute genius in this bowler, you know, other than his execution and skill, was his ability to plan and predict. You know, he had a plan for every batsman. He was such a, a sharp thinker about the game. But when he was bowling, you watched, and then you'd finish it, you'd go do something else. <laughs> you know, poor old Glenn McGrath, not necessarily watch that over. But you, when you knew when Warney was back on, you would always watch that. But aside from that, Joe, I mean, what a, the entertainment of him. Yeah. Like, he, he was the rock star, wasn't he? I mean, cricket is such a, is a gentleman's game and the straight bat game, but he brought so much funk and pizzazz and personality to cricket It's as well. an aura that not many sports people have. I mean, they're the ones that transcend the game. You think the reason why Michael Jordan, as great as he was, they were able to, tr- like, they just had something the about swagger. them. A swagger, yep. an aura, uh, uh, this mythical sort of, like, you know, rock star that you Presence. Could, presence, yep. that's right. That everybody around them, yep. just not only on the field, but around them, just w- were affected and wanted to be around them. And, um, I mean, he was just – I mean, it was so good to watch. You think about his 700th wicket, yep. watching that and him carry on like a pork chop running <laughs> around. And for me, the one that sticks out too yes. when I was thinking was, was when he made the 99 and he got caught on the oh, – be- oh, like, oh, oh. for every cricketer, I mean, when you take 700 wickets, yep. yeah, you've take, but to make 100 would yep. have been – and I know it was for him an absolute dream – and to get caught on the boundary line, <laughs> trying to go for a six. But that is typical Warney. Everything he did, and we'll talk more about, yep. not his, necessarily his career, but everything he did with his sport. He had one style. Everything was aggressive, and it was attack, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, confident. Confident. And to yeah. try and hit a six to get your hundred. <laughs> and then remember, it was almost a no ball. Remember the footy? It was a, it was a no ball no. Uh, if they had have had the, you know, gone back then and he was caught on the boundary. But, uh, yeah. Oh, was, that's right. Yeah. Yes. It was, yeah yes. So plenty of memories. One triple three five three. We'd love to hear your memories and your stories about Warney. We've got Melissa from Thomastown in, uh, I believe, that he did something pretty special for your child's school. Yeah, look, that's correct. My son attends uh, an autism school in the northern suburbs and the Shane Warne Foundation was gracious enough to purchase them a minibus which enables the, the staff to take children out on day trips and things. And oh, wow. I really feel that it's important that people don't forget that side of him. Mm, yeah. Um, because I know that that foundation did some wonderful things and it's touched our family personally. Yeah. And it, I know, yeah, he, he did lots in his life, but this is really important to be remembered. Yeah, because he's not just the, the sporting guy, but he's also the philanthropist. Mm-hmm. His commitment Absolutely. to community 
organisations, charity, big charity guy. Yeah, yep. he did a lot. He was a very, very generous man. I mean, you, you imagine how many directions he was pulled in. I mean, he lived a completely different life in Australia, like, you know, as an Australian than anyone else in regards to how big he was around the world. And he did so much. He was such a generous man. And we should say too, I've spoken to obviously, you know, friends with Shane. I've got a lot of close friends that I've already spoken to this morning. Our first thoughts go to his his kids, mm. to, to Jackson and Brooke and Summer. I mean, yeah. thinking of them this morning and how devastating it is for them. Obviously, you know, Shane was away for a lot of their early childhood playing cricket overseas and to see Jackson now be his best mate, you know, yep. now he's a, he's a young man and for him and Shane to be best mates, it's um, our thoughts go out to the to the kids in particular this morning. Yeah, Absolutely. and he's spoken about his um, son even just recently with the the, um, the show, etc. Now, you've obviously spent a lot of time around the card table and at yeah. home and the, oh, we want to talk later about some personal stories that yep. you've got because I've we just heard a little uh, couple of snippets, and they're, they're terrific. So we'll get to more of that a little bit later. You guys had the pleasure of chatting with him, a wonderful chat, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was fascinating. He was, good, he was obviously a good mate of yours, Joey. So he uh, came in and, um, you know, we recapped his incredible career, and he always does so with great uh, energy, and he's just so charismatic. So he, think he were talking first up about him walking out for his first test. When I first walked out onto the SCG, my first test match, and walking out the bat and looking up on the scoreboard and saying, I said, congratulations, Shane Warne, you're the 350th test cricketer to play for Australia. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, you know, as I was walking out, I thought, geez, that's not many. Mm-hmm. Only 350 yeah. people over 100 and, you know, 100 odd years and more have only, only had 300 odd players to play cricket for Australia. I thought, geez, I was sort of lucky and no one could ever take that away from me. So that was sort of a, a special highlight. Because I never thought I was good mm. enough to play for Australia in international cricket. And that's amazing, isn't it? For the greatest of all time. At the mm. start, it wasn't like a LeBron James that came in, you know, thinking that they were already going to be great. He wasn't sure whether he was going to be good enough. And what you can hear in his voice, even there, he was very humble as a cricketer. Like, he, he, he didn't have a, a – he it wasn't a big head. He didn't sort of big note about his career. He was very humble. He, he sort of – um, understated and undersold how, how great of a cricketer he was. He just loved playing because he was good at it. And then when we spoke to him again, he then realised, well, when the penny dropped, then he actually thought, gee, maybe I am good enough. The 92 Boxing Day Test match against the West Indies, I, um, I'd struggled for the first 18 months or so in international cricket. I'd been dropped a couple of times. I hadn't really delivered it at all. And I'm, we're playing against the West Indies, the, the best side in the world. I hadn't lost a series for 15 years. And the Western is needed. I can't remember exactly. It was 300 and something to win on the last day. And they were cruising. They were, you know, they only one wicket down for, say, 90 or 100 or something. And it was just before lunch. And Alan Border threw me the ball. And you know what it's like when you first play at top level, you, you never really want to take a risk. You just want to not make a mistake and not embarrass yourself. So you do everything pretty cautiously. And then as you sort of start to play a bit more, you take a few more risks and then you prepare to back yourself a bit more. And and so this was this was a situation where I'd been written off. I, I didn't really believe I was good enough. And then suddenly the situation the game dictated we needed a wicket and Alan Border threw me the ball to take a wicket. And I, I set Richie Richardson up for a flipper. Mm. And yeah. I thought, I'm going to try and land this. I'm going to try I'm going to try one. So I set him up for it. Then I bowled it and I landed it and it bowled him. And it bowled Richie Richardson and then I went on to take seven for 52 oh. in that test match. Yeah. And so that was the first time I actually believed that I was good enough at that level. 
How good was that story? Oh, and I can yeah. picture that ball too. Remember how low it stayed? Yeah. It, like it went about <laughs> underground. Uh, yeah, and almost <laughs> underground. The flipper that just stayed low. Richie Richardson was one of the you know one of the all time greats. And then as he said, that was the moment. Yeah. For, and there is a, a moment in most sportsmen's careers where it's like, wow, I can do it, and to take seven for fifty, beat the West Indies. And then away from there, we know about the rest of his career from that moment on. So, so many gigantic moments uh, after that. None bigger than this one. It was the ball of the century. I remember exactly where I was in the top bunk of my friend's bedroom, watching a small TV in Belmont, Geelong. How could you forget it? So Shane Warne on that unforgettable delivery. It's interesting because it was the first ever series that you had the big screens at cricket grounds. Yep. So it was 1993, and I think it was the Citron big screen at the cricket grounds. They sort of temporarily just wheeled them in. And um, and we sort of were, were – Heels goes, that was pretty good. I said, oh, yeah, that was... And um, he goes, let's check it out. I said, what? He said, yeah, let's have a look. So we look it up on the big screen, and we watched it, and I went, oh, shit. Oh, man. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was bloody good. And, um, that was yeah, so it was one of those things that um, I suppose – when you get back into the change room and you're sort of sitting around, then after day's play, you know, the TV's on in the background or whatever, and it's, it's just on, it just kept replaying. Everyone just kept replaying it all the time. And you, so the more times you watched it, it sort of got better. And yeah. <laughs> hey, he's such a good storyteller. Oh, fantastic The way that he told that story. Oh, yeah. I know. And speaking of sharing stories, we'd love to hear you sharing yours about Warney. One triple three five three. Mike in brightness called through. Hi, how you going? Yeah, G'day, Mike. good, mate. Yeah, I was at, I was at uh, the ground at Old Trafford in 93 when Warnie bowled that ball. Oh. I went over um, for work overseas and went to the ground with a bunch of English customers of our company. And I was like the lame Aussie there and they're giving me, giving me hell the whole morning and, um, you know, just joking and ribbing me and, um, you know, a bit of banter and then... Warney came on to bowl that ball, and um, one of them goes, Ah, oh, Shane Warne's on. Mike getting love spin. So, yeah, yeah, he's going to hit him, hit him out of the park and all that. And then um, Warney bowls the ball, skittles him, and they just went silent. And then I think Robin Smith was next in, and he trudges out. And just before he faced, I said, what about Robin Smith? Does he love spin as much as Mike Cassidy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, very yeah. good. Yeah, well done. And, um, and, and it turns out um, years later, our, our, our sons went together uh, to school together at Brighton Grammar. So oh. there you go. There you go. Nah, great memories, Mike. To be there, that is amazing. That is yeah. something you'll never forget. But uh, how's that? First ball in an Ashes to yep. do that. Like, phenomenal. Yeah. Warney was... An all-time great, a once-in-a-century type cricketer. And his records will live on forever. The gutting ball definitely changed my life. You know, first ball, it was the perfect leg break. First ball in test cricket in England for Shane Warner. And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery. Gatting has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. Rest in peace, Warney, from Triple M. 
we would love to take more calls all throughout the morning about your stories uh, with Warney. But we were just talking about the last time he joined you guys just a couple of years ago on Dead Set Legends. And what about his relationship with the media? Because he always was very generous. He gave plenty. Sometimes yes. he probably gave a bit too much, too much. information. But he was always good to, to talk to, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he frequented on the front page um, very regularly. But what, what I loved every summer, because he was just, you know, this huge threat, bowling threat for Australia. What I loved every summer about October, just a couple of weeks out from the first test, is when we'd see this story bob up on the back page of the Herald Sun every year, worn set to unleash new delivery on the, on the, <laughs> Sri, Lanka, on the Sri Lankans, and there'd be sort of you know cryptic little details in there. He's just trying to frighten uh, the next uh, touring team. We asked him about this and whether these new deliveries were real or imagined. I only ever came up with one new delivery because there's only so many things you can do as a yeah. leg spinner. But I used to say all that sort of stuff because <laughs> people say, what a load of rubbish. And then suddenly you'd bowl a delivery and it'd have natural variation. There was something that would go straight when yeah. you're meant to bowl at a leg break and that's like, well, hang on. That was the one. <laughs> <laughs> a leg he's break. a genius. Oh. The zipster. <laughs> hang on, he's got, something, he's got a new one, so I'd say, yeah, it was the Zuda or something like that. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> oh, always such good uh, good value. He bowled with such um, absolute precision, didn't he, with the, uh, with the leg break. He was so controlled with that, and then his special balls always did uh, something remarkable. One triple three five three. We'd love to hear how you were feeling this morning after finding out about the devastating news that Shane Warne has passed away due to a suspected heart attack. And Ricky, you're feeling a little bit flat this morning, mate. Yeah, it's Mick here. Sorry, Mickey, not Ricky. Yeah, Sorry, Mick. mate, Mickey. Sorry, Mick. Uh, I um, yeah, I am feeling flat. I, I woke up and I saw the news, and I just thought, we've lost, we have lost a, a true legend. Mm, yep. uh, I, I grew up watching him when I was a teenager, you know, from high school days, and he was, he was, he was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I um. <sighs> I never got the chance to meet him. I was just saying to the other bloke earlier. But um, I was at the airport once going to a wedding overseas and I saw him walk past me as I was having a sandwich before I got on the plane. And right now I'm just I'm gutted and I regret not standing up and saying, Warnie, how you oh, going, yeah. mate? Oh, yeah. you know, but also, you know, you gave him that space to go through the airport. He probably got hassled as well. He probably liked that he got yeah. to walk past you. You know what? I'm sure he did. He was walking with determination and he, he wouldn't have wanted to be bugged by anyone. Yeah. But um, I'm glad I got to see him once in real life, like up close that way. But yeah. I'm, also, I'm also really, really flat and just raw. Inside, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. and that was the um, the, there was an aura, wasn't it? A lot of people have said that, like, there yeah. were three people you get invited to a dinner party. How many people yes. said, I'd love Warnie. to have a dinner party yeah. or have a beer with Warney? Yeah. And he was mm. a king not only in Australia but India, the subcontinent, they all absolutely idolized him. But you've played, um, I mean, if you played back, well, we were, we were lucky more. because obviously he was a big St Kilda man, and, and we all got to meet and, and become friends with Shane through Aaron Hamill, who came to St Kilda, he was friends with Shane Warne. An early memory, he came to, we used to have a lot of barbecues at Grant Thomas's house. So back in the early 2000s, when Warney was at his prime, and yep. he came to a barbecue, and the boys all were just begging, can you please come and bowl like six of your best, just yep. so we can just see what it really feels like. And yep. he said, okay. And obviously, you can imagine it was a big fight for who was going to bat. And somehow, <laughs> typical, Milne won out. So Milne got the pad up, yes. put the pads on, got the bat out. We went into um, Grant Thomas's big tennis court, and Warney got the cricket ball. And ripped six of the best leg breaks. And we all stood in the tennis court. And yep. you could hear the ball fizz Ooh. in the air. You could see it drift. And Milne couldn't get bat on ball. It was so <laughs> funny. But to experience that up close, Warney at his yep. prime, just ripping six leg spinners. You got yep. to 
appreciate how much of a fine art and how good he was. Yeah. One triple three five three. We'd love to hear your Warney stories, and I'm very keen to hear from Matt from East Hawthorne because I believe you did something that actually I got to do a couple of times. My dad would write little sick notes so that we could get out of school and go and watch the cricket. Yes. And Matt, I believe you were the same. Thanks for taking my call, Sam Marine boys. A bloody flat day in Melbourne today. I've been yeah. to work and it's flat as tax. And all these time of year we're up about because of the footy, but this is um, taking the, the wind out of the sails. 99 World Cup. Um, oh. It was about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm old. I'm, I'm 37. So was, oh, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That's about the same age as all of us here, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry, well. Joey. Chill out. <laughs> and same thing. I was with the old man and the brother watching it. And it got to about 1.30. The Channel 9 coverage was stretching a bit. I think South Africa was about two for 90 on it, and they only need about 210, yep. 215 off memory, and the old man's giving us the old radio, one more, then we're off to bed. Yep. Otherwise, your mother's going to crack the shits in the morning. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, us, give us one more, and the big fella got up and went bang, bang, and he went, all right, let's stick this out. And I'll tell you what, at the end, Damien Fleming with the underarm at the end, and yeah. um, Andy, oh, sorry, um, I think it was Paul Rifle and Damien Fleming, and... Daryl Cullen and crap in the bed again. It was just fantastic. That's right, <laughs> Natty. And, and because we all remember that we, we can picture that final, the underarm, the stumping, and Lance Klusner blowing up. But everyone forgets it was actually Warney that yep. got us back in that contest. He yep. turned the game. Yep. Without him, it would never have happened. Was it that first wicket? I think because none for 50. I think he got Herschel Gibbs, maybe, with, an, with one which turned an absolute mile. And you saw Warney in that moment just bellowed and yelled and screamed, yeah, come, come on, come, come on. I'll, I'll drag yes. you along, boys. Yeah. It didn't, and he just led the frame. We turned to him. So many times, and in t- so many times in those moments, he was the one who lifted us. I absolutely loved hearing that story and yeah. the fact that Matt had to get to bed but then miss school the next day yes. as well. But th- those are the moments well worth waiting up for, right? Yep. And we should also mention the, the last 24 hours, sorry, how uh, shattering it has been mm. for Australian cricket and Australian sport with Rod Marsh yep. passing away from a, a heart attack uh, only about 24 hours earlier. And, and Shane Warne's last tweet, was about Rod Marsh, yep. and uh, we console and send our condolences to the Marsh family. Paul Marsh, of course, the, the, the CEO of the Players Association, a connection to AFL land, and everyone involved there because um, that was big news only yep. a few hours ago until we've all woken up to the to the news of Shane Warne today. Champion cric- uh, wicketkeeper and a devastating 48 hours for the whole cricketing family. Think of our great mates like Mark Howard and James Brayshaw have obviously spent so much time, Greg Blewett, with, uh, with Warney as well. It'll be a tough morning uh, for them. We'd love to hear from you. One triple three five three. Statue of him outside the MCG because the bronze stats are terrific. So you would have, I haven't seen it. I didn't walk past it this morning, but it must be there must be tributes and flowers. You'd expect mm. by the end of today there would certainly be um, lots of floral work uh, there, Joey. But if I could think of um, a fantastic Friday night, what would I do? I think um, mates, Shane Warne, poker. Um, few beers. You've actually, you've that you've done that a yeah. couple of times. Tell us about those nights and how competitive. Yeah, regularly. The- yeah, we well we were lucky. Obviously, massive Saints supporter, passionate Saints man. Played under nineteens for St Kilda, yep. and we got to meet him through the, the time at the Saints, and it became. A regular thing to play poker night at Warney's house. It was generally Wednesday nights. It was you know when we had Wednesday night poker night and. We were very lucky because we go to his man cave, yep. and if you could picture like? a man cave, it yep. was it was phenomenal. And he had he had a room. He only had some memorabilia. He didn't have a heap of memorabilia, yep. but what he had it was almost like like a museum. Like they're in glass plaques. So he had his uh, you know the cricket ball for his um, hat trick. He had the stump for his seven hundredth. But he had like these awesome photos, and it was really well done. Like it was it was pretty awesome. And the yep. man cave was a regular place. He'd order pizzas. We'd stop halfway and, and play pizza and, uh, uh, sorry, eat the pizza. And His <laughs> poker nights were legendary. What's because in the man cave? 
The man pool came, table. He's got the he's got a poker table. Yep. He's got uh, the pinball machine. He had the in one of the he's, he's had a few different houses to be honest. He ran <laughs> the times in Brighton, but he had the cinema screen as well. And then the last one had the um a bar. We had a bar in the oh. man cave with like a bit of a disco light as well. It got a bit funky later on. But <laughs> the poker nights were great because he played poker. Yep. Like he played his cricket. Like he played his golf. It was aggressive and it was attacking. Yep. So he would be one that would always try and bluff you. Yep. And he would go all in early. And he'd just see if you had the steel and had the nerve to like take him on. And he would look you in the eye and he'd give you a bit of lip. And, go, oh. <laughs> and he just because he was so um he was so competitive yeah. with what he did. So his his poker nights were always great fun. They were always late. We play we used to sit there and he and he's a great storyteller. Like mm. he was such an engaging, so people could have their opinions of Warney and, and judge him on some of the things he's done from afar. But when you actually got to meet him, he was a very, very likable man. He was very charismatic. He was very warm um, and, he, and he was very charming and, and he was a great storyteller and we had a lot of fun with him. And even, I mean, we got to, we were lucky enough to go to his engagement party with Liz Hurley. Oh, wow. So Aaron, and Aaron, had, Aaron and I just, we went to his engagement party at Club 23 at Crown Wow. and Aaron came along. She'd only just been going out with me for not, mustn't have been for too long. And How was that? She was only just been yeah, going out with me. <laughs> We've been going out together. And then sorry, you- sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. We've been together. Apologies for that. We've been, we've been privilege together. We've been together. Club 23. And the funny thing was, so that was a little period where probably when he changed a little bit, he became a bit more proper and yes. a bit more serious and straight. Mm. And he told everyone we had to we had to um, say hello to her as Elizabeth. We couldn't call her Liz. Oh. So the instruction was she had to, be, she had to, had to say hello, Elizabeth. So we got to meet Elizabeth, mm. which was quite cool. But, uh, yeah, it was always great fun. And then the other time memory that I have, which my mate was has – Owed me for life is one of that. We got Warney to get us into the rooms after one of the days play the Boxing Day test. Wow. And we got to go into the rooms and have a beer. And there was Darren Lehman was in there and Adam Gilchrist and Andrew Simons. And they were sort of having a beer and got to say day and, and have a chat to them. So we were very, very lucky to uh, spend a lot of time with Warney. Mad Saints, man. Was he always he, into you about the, the, the footy? footy? Oh, yeah. Always had an opinion on the Saints. And yeah. like I said before about the way that he did everything, he was aggressive and attacking. He wanted that with the Saints style of play. He wanted Saints to kick goals. He probably got frustrated with the Ross Lyon era at times because Rossi was a bit too defensive for Warney. He wanted Warney. more goals kicked. He wanted to be more direct. Why aren't we kicking more goals? You know, he, he sort of had that approach. So, um, yeah, we had a lot of the guys have got fond memories of Warney. Had a lot of time for the Saints and, and everyone down there, and he will be sorely missed. Absolutely. What about you, Jay Z? Your memories on Warney? Oh, look, I I bowled leg spin because of him. I, mm. I he made it I, cool, didn't he? He oh, made spin bowling cool. Yes, because before that, you were dealing with all these sort of nerdy off spinners, and this guy then rocks up with his massive leg break, yeah, massively spinning leg breaks, and he was the rock star attitude and the confidence, and um, and I, I bowled leg spin because of him, like you know, so many other young people around the country. So, um, you know, he he ignited that whole cricket flame for me, and I, and I just love. The swagger and the confidence, the skill, the execution, the planning. You know, I read his my, my first books. You know, were those cricket um, autobiographies. And, mm. um, so I absolutely loved him and, and idolised him, like a lot of people um, at my age. And I remember this one time I, I got to um, I blogged for him. So we were, you know, <clears throat> read read the Herald Sun and Shane Warne for half at lunch for half an hour at lunchtime is going to uh, blog on the test. And so I was sitting next to him asking the questions and he was answering and I was tapping him and honestly I was shaking. I was so nervous for those first few questions because I'm sitting next to Shane Warne. Uh, but even then, he was like, he threw his arm around me and was so, you know, made me 
which by the end of it made me feel so good. So that was the so and Wayne Carey's very similar. He yeah. he has that ability to make you feel bulletproof and yeah, he was he was he was great with everyone. Had time for yeah, everyone. That's the thing. He had time for everyone. He would always have up for a chat, as we said, really personable engagement. He's gonna be sorely missed by a lot of people. I mean, that's test me, you'll see how many friends he actually has, not just here, but mm. around the world. Yeah. Um, from the highest of high, you know, from Mick Jagger and, you know, Tiger Woods and people like that to, you know, just some some mates that live down the road from him, you know, around the Brighton area. He's uh, he's got a lot of friends because of that. He touched so many people, and he was just he was so warm and and, and fun to be around. And he's it'd be a state funeral, yeah, uh, you'd think. And he was Victorian, like he was ours. He was not just Australian, but he was he was ours. Yeah, he was it. Mr. Melbourne. Yep. You know, when he finally got crowned the King of Moomba as well, I was like, about time. I was yeah, like, I yeah, genuinely yeah. think that that is at least fifteen years too late when that eventually happened. Shane from Geelong West has called in. Good morning, mate. How you going? Hey, Shane. Yeah, you know, Joey. Yeah, mate. Yeah, just yeah, good, mate. Um, yeah, just I uh, did Chainwall's floor about eight years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, so Brighton. you work on you work on floorboards and carpet? Is that what you yeah, do? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do flooring. Uh, yeah, yep. for Nashwoods in Geelong. <laughs> just oh. get that one in there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know, I rock up, so I bang on the door in this mansion in Brighton, Brighton Beach, just off the beach there, and I had no idea. Who Shane was, and he opens the door, and Shane Warne's standing there in a pair of uh, St Kilda football shorts, moccasins, and a singlet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right, and that's all. Well, that's all it would have been, and that's why I think that's why he was so loved because yep. he was just an Aussie knockabout. Yep. He he ate you know Hawaiian pizza. Yep. He you know had a dart. You know he just wore the footy shorts. Like, that was just him. But he but he was the greatest cricketer you know that we have seen in our lifetime because not many of us saw Bradman. Like yep. that's what made him so. So relatable yep. was yeah. that he was just every one of us a bloke, a, a bloke that loved his footy, loved you know a meat pie and a pizza, but mm. just happened to be so good at cricket. I remember hearing him talking about Hawaiian pizzas and his favourite pizza shop. I think it must have been in Brighton. This is years ago. I'm sitting in the car listening to the commentary, and Warney's on, and I reckon it went for about 15 solid minutes about how much he frothed a Hawaiian pizza, yeah, and if you were in his neck of the woods, you had to go to this place. I was like, the passion. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the and when, passion. When he went to <laughs> India, taking the baked beans That's all, because that's what he was a very simple. He was a very simple eater, Warney. There wasn't much fuss about his diet. Yeah. It was pretty simple. Yes. Simple Aussie meals. And speaking of pizza, I think we've got Damien on the line who might have uh, actually worked at a pizza shop that Warney might have visited. Well, yeah, exactly. Day, guys. How you going? Look, I'll never forget this. About 20 years ago, Ridge Road, Richmond there. And I'm standing there waiting for my pizza and, and Warney just walks in the door and I'm, my jaw dropped and I'm thinking, hey, that's, that's bloody Warney. But he was so personable. Yep. Uh, walked up to the counter and he obviously ordered it and walked up to the counter and talking to the guys and he sort of, you know, how you going, mate? And, and yeah, went and got his Hawaiian pizza and walked <laughs> out the door. <laughs> that's right. But, like, he, that's his height. He, it was at his height of his powers ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. But he was just a normal bloke. Yeah. Just yeah. like you and me. And, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I'll never forget. I'm bloody choking up today. It's been... It's devastating, but I just wish his family well. Yeah, mm. thank you it. so much for calling, Damien. Yeah, ham and cheese toasted sandwiches. Yeah, that's, that's it. He blew out for a period there, warning. <laughs> eating his, his toasties, and then he had to take the diuretic, which to help him lose the weight, and he um, got in some trouble for that, obviously. So there was a lot of chapters to his cricket career. Not always straightforward, uh, Joey. It's uh, fair to say yeah. there have been some uh, controversial moments when he went to abroad um, or went to uh, the UK for those Ashes tours, etc. Like, do you remember that moment where he was standing on the balcony with the stump? Yeah, and, celebrating. And dancing with the uh, bottle of 
champagne, etc. Um, yeah, just um, what a man in so many moments. And we've got another call from uh, Shane, one triple three five three. if you want to share any of your stories about Warney. Uh, good morning to you, Shane. Hey, guys. How are we? Good, mate. That's good. Yeah, I'm a massive Saints supporter, guys, half named after the great man. Oh. Um, so just down at sort of uh, Sandringham, him and Stevie Baker used to sit behind the goals. I got me uh, kids to go up and get the Saints autograph book signed by the great man um, last season, which was really good when the uh, boys used to play in the twos down there. And uh, who can forget the uh, blonde tips as a young fellow, mate, seeing the great man on the TV. So, uh, yeah, I hope uh, all the Saints can get down to the game tonight and uh, watch the boys and pay some respect to the great fellow, mate. Yeah, well done, Shane. Yeah, Stephen Baker, a very close friend of Shane Ward's, particularly in, in recent years, uh, spoke to... Stevie Baker this morning, who's doing it tough. He'd just been recently, just went to, went away with Shane and Jackson. They went up to, to New South Wales and hired a house for a week. And oh. so yeah, there's a lot that are doing it tough this morning. And we're talking about, so in terms of the greatest cricketers of all time, so there's Bradman's number one. So maybe Sir Gary Gar, uh, Sir Garfield Sober's number two. Then it's Warney yeah. three for mine. Because there was Glenn McGrath, Ricky Ponting, Shane Warne amongst that group. But for me, Shane Warne, not just the greatest leg spinner of all time, the greatest bowler. That the game has seen. Yep. Bradman, Sobers, Warren for me anyway, just ahead of Ponting and And as great. great as those other cricketers were, there's been it's what transcends cricket. It's what made everyone watch. It's what made Michael Jordan to basketball, you know, it's what it is. To put bums on seats, to be glued to the TV, all that was because of Shane Warren, particularly for us growing up as kids. Hey, um, we spoke to Tubby, uh, we sorry, we heard from Tubby Taylor, who spoke uh, earlier today. We just wanted to play a couple of grabs of one of his great mates, Mark Tubby Taylor. I really can't believe it. You, you always felt that Warney would just go on. He's had, you know, a, a, a turbulent life, but a very full life. But, you know, he, he's been through all sorts of scandals. He's he's mesmerised us with his with his bowling and his, um, his competitive nature on the field. We, we've loved that real Ocker side of Shane. Warren, and you just felt, I certainly did, he would go on forever. This is a, it's a huge shock for me, and as I said, it's it's a huge shock for the cricketing world. Warney is one of the few people uh, in any sport who, who gets to change the game. At that time, the game was dominated by fast bowling. The West Indies were the yardstick in world cricket. They had four or five quicks every time you played them, and they would blast you out. Uh, and they were very good. They had exciting batting, but they had just fast bowling. Warney came in and gave uh, Australian cricket a point of difference and showed the world the subtleties of the game of test cricket. Yeah, it would have been a great captain, Shane Warne. Yeah. But it was, if it wasn't for maybe some of the controversy, um, then he could have been. He was just an incredible uh, thinker of the game and an incredible commentator. I used to love yes. listening to his commentating. Never afraid to have an opinion. He was strong on Stark just recently. So um, I th- always thought he was at the cutting edge of the cricket tickets, tick tactics and, and would have been a uh, superb uh, captain as well. Rest in peace, Warney, from Triple M. Ian from Sunshine has called through. Good morning. Morning, guys. How are you going? Just uh, heading down to G-Town to see the Mighty Oils tonight. So I'll see you there, mate. There so. oh, all right, look out for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look, um, yeah, look, two stories. I sort of woke up at uh, 3 a.m. this morning and went and sat on the uh, lovely bidet that my wife bought for the toilet and <laughs> plugged, plugged into the... Um, Plugged in to uh, see the news, and I, and I saw a 52-year-old Australian legend cricketer dies, and I thought, didn't have my glasses on on my Labrador, and I thought, geez, that that must be Rod, you know, late tribute to Rod Marsh because you know, the numbers were a bit you know, sort of. And I Larry. looked again, and mm. 
I almost dropped the phone in the toilet, but yeah. I sort of went to bed and, and took me back to um, being a, a baby-faced sort of 20-year-old new to the city and, you know, loving my cricket and being from the bush, we, we got a chance to go see uh, Warney play at the G and it was at the height of his, of his power. And mm. I remember it was a stinking hot uh, Saturday and we were watching... Um, Watching Warney uh, give his you know, bowl, he took two. He took his first wicket, and the Mexican wave was up, and everyone's yelling Warney, <laughs> Warney, and then everyone erupted with all of their uh, all their water in the air out of their bottles. And then he took the second one. Well, all you could see was the bottles, the water bottles being thrown onto the G, and everyone's <laughs> up out of their chairs, and everyone refused to get down. So after ten minutes, everyone yelling Warney. He had to go to every quarter of the G and ask him all. Oh, fellas, Tony Run sitting there had a smile ear to ear, and you could see that he was loving every bit of it. But then I was on another job a couple of weeks ago, and a couple of uh, couple of Sikhs were on the job with me who were new to Australia. And the first after we got talking about cricket, they go, "You follow cricket, so yeah?" They go, "You love you, you like Shane Warne?" I said, "Like." They said, "We love Shane Warne." But I tell you what, this morning all I've thought about is being back. You know, when we lost Steve Irwin, and I reckon that. There's very few people in my memory that you lose, and one Steve Irwin and the second would be you know, the great Shane Warne that you yeah. realise the yeah, weight of life on, on Australia. And they are two people so. we thought would be invincible, wouldn't we, really, yeah. in, you know, in our eyes, yeah, unfortunately. It is one of those moments. You remember where you are, certainly for me, for the rest of my days, where I were when the great man passed away. Leanne, good morning. Leanne? Hi. Yes, hi. Sorry, morning. I'm um, in the... Yeah, so... Um... Back in uh, 2006, I was working at a fine dining restaurant in Sydney and uh, Shane was on the list for a VIP dinner that we were having. Um, And I got a call from his agent saying, um, don't serve any of your fancy food. He only wants baked beans on toast. (laughs) And so um, I had to go and tell the chef that. Um, And and I said, oh, if, if you don't give him the baked beans on toast, He'll order uh, Pizza Hut and have it delivered across the floor in <laughs> no. front of everyone. So, um, yeah, we, we served him baked beans on toast. He got that. At a flash Sydney restaurant. Yeah. Oh, that is fantastic. Uh, I think uh, for lunch today we either need to have yeah. a Hawaiian pizza or some baked beans on toast. Uh, Another friend good. said you could have a gasp or two, and I was like, well, don't take up smoking. But <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I, that's right. I mean, if you're already partial to one and you're remembering him. But I tell you what, it has been so heartwarming to hear all these stories all morning, and thank you so much to every single person who called through to share them because it was just beautiful. Yeah, I've really enjoyed him. He's put a lot of smiles on a lot of people's faces over the journey, and 708 uh, tests wickets just uh yeah maybe the third greatest cricketer of all time and an absolute australian legend we throw around the term champion a little bit easily at times joe and Marie, but he is uh certainly one of those he lived large and uh i'm really looking forward to reading the tributes in the herald sun over the next few days foxtel triple m of course uh and really celebrating um a once in a lifetime man yeah it's a sad day and we now have the chance to, to celebrate what was a full life and as you said put so much joy on so many people we all grew up with shame on we all i idolised him and mm. gone too soon, unfortunately. And thank you for joining us for the day. It's been yep. great to, to share in, in the stories of Shane Warne. He, of course, is the obvious legend to finish the show. And to Jackson, Brooke and Summer, our condolences and thoughts are with you. And we take it out with a song dedicated to the great Shane Warne.
one of the few people in any sport who gets to change the game. I only had 300-odd players to play cricket for Australia. I thought, geez, I was sort of lucky. and I never thought I was good mm. enough to play for Australia. Rest in peace, Warney, from Triple M.